0: Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnush Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 2414 This is Learning with Leslie. interview for you today so i am on the line with Cherie james an entrepreneur film producer writer and minister from houston texas that's currently based in los angeles as the senior minister and chief operating officer of understanding principles for better living church she hosts a metaphys- Metaphysical Bible Hangout, a weekly metaphysical Bible study on Google Hangouts, and offers private and home study courses through her blog at RevSherry.com uh, to help her students uncover their life's purpose and overcome life's most challenging obstacles. She recently started doing these courses from her blog, so I brought her on to talk about how to launch a live course as a relatively new blogger. So live courses, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Sherry, Sherry, how are you doing? Thank you, Leslie,
1: for having me. It is a pleasure to be here today. Oh,
0: absolutely not a problem. So you're you're one of the Become a Blogger University students. Yes, I am. One of my prized students. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. That shows up to all of the calls and, you know, is always sharing what's going on with you. And there's something that you've been doing recently um, that, I, I, I quite frankly, I just love. so you just recently um, started launching courses. Can you tell me about what your first course was about?
1: Sure, the first course i I offered was a course called Jumpstart uh-huh. and the course was all about finding your life purpose. Um, I borrowed the format from the course from something we have been doing at my church. Um, I'm a a senior minister at a church in Los Angeles and We don't have our own building. Uh, We rent a space to meet on Sundays. So we aren't able to have classes during the week. So we started doing teleclasses as a way to engage our membership on a day other than Sunday. And we would do them in a daily format. And they were a hit. People loved them. um, And they would dial in every morning for a half hour. And it was just a really powerful experience. And so I took that same concept and applied it to what I was doing online. And I, the first class I offered was a 21 day course to basically jumpstart your life, to figure out what your life purpose is and to um, begin to live in accordance with that life purpose.
0: Okay. So when did you launch that course?
1: That was in September, 2014. That was the
0: first course. Okay. And you've done a number of courses since then. Can you tell me how that first course did in terms of, did it sell well? Did it, you know, yeah. How did it go?
1: It did. I exceeded in my expectations. That first course made about two thousand oh. um, dollars. so it was—you know—it was very good. I know, in the you know grand scheme of things, that probably is not a lot of money to a lot of people, but it was a lot of money to me. No,
0: that's a lot of money. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and it was a combination of just—I mean, I, you know—looking back, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was studying you and other people and just kind of looking at what you guys were doing and and how you were doing it and then trying to reverse engineer it.
0: Gotcha. Now, at that point. Um, OK, so you launched. A, that's actually that, that number is bigger than I thought. What what time period was that in? Was that over a span of a few months or what?
1: No, that all came inside of a couple of weeks. You know, well, I didn't know anything about um, launching a course at that point, meaning I just did what I saw other people do. So I had not formally stumbled upon the Jeff Walkers of the world. or Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, had, I hadn't learned any of that. But um, I really liked uh, Mastin Kip, who founded The Daily Love. And I saw him, he was in the middle of releasing his book, uh, growing into grace and so i literally just watched what he did for the release for growing into grace and did versions of that that i thought i could do
0: gotcha okay so, <laughs> so we're going to stop there and we're going to go back let's go all the way sure. back to you know when you started this blog actually before you started your blog what were you doing sure. in- Before
1: I started my blog, I was actually working in corporate America. I worked for a telefundraising firm. Oh. We, yeah, we raised, I know, right? (laughs) We raised this money (laughs) for what I call brand name nonprofits. So our clients uh, were, or my clients, well, they still are. I'm no longer with them. But Habitat for Humanity, um, Uh ASPCA, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. And my job was to manage a team of callers who, Um, cultivated donors in what they call the mid-range donors who give more than say $50 a year or $100 a year and maybe even up to 500 a year but don't give at the level of say a major donor and the the idea was that somebody in that you know pool of people is probably giving a thousand dollars and it doesn't mean that much to them and and so our job uh was to or the job of my callers was to basically figure out who those people were, to cultivate them, and to grow them uh, into people to pass on to the major gifts divisions inside of these large nonprofit organizations.
0: Gotcha. So you were doing that. Were you, were you also pastoring at that time, or did that come after?
1: I, sure. No, I've been a spiritual teacher at my church since 2003. Um, and so I've, I've, I'm, and it's a whole process, meaning you study on the local level, you then go to the international level to, um, you know, to, to test and to be certified as a teacher. Uh-huh. And in 2009, my senior minister, then senior minister, Della Reese, uh, uh, Dr. Della Reese, approached me about being her assistant minister. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I called her back the next day, like, what did I agree to? <laughs> And (laughs) so this was kind of always in the pathway. Uh And in 2011, I went to seminary. So all while I was working at the telefundraising firm, I was in seminary uh, studying to be a minister. And then I graduated in 2013. And then I was recently promoted to senior minister uh, from the assistant minister position this past March.
0: Okay, so 2013 is when you um, graduated from the seminary. You you started working as the assistant minister. And... At what point did you start your blog?
1: You know, well, May, officially May 2014. Okay, so it's been about a year. Yeah, but I'll tell you something that happened. It was just kind of a, it was what I was already doing. I, um, because I didn't know there was going to be a blog around, say, my personal ministry. That wasn't the way that I was thinking. I was looking at, in fact, Leslie, you don't know this. I, I found you on a list of like 100 top 100 bloggers Uh i think black enterprise put the list out okay and i literally went to everybody's site i mean (laughs) that's a lot of sites to go through (laughs) yes it is no i was committed and um and i think you were the probably the first person that made sense everyone else seemed to kind of be a hodgepodge but there was something about you that was very relatable And being a teacher, I've been, I was raised by teachers. My mom is a college professor. My dad at one point taught college. Um, So I have a very academic background Uh and, and, and sensibility about the world. And so when I ran across your site, it was like, oh, this guy makes sense. And he teaches the way that I learn. And I appreciate the way that you teach being a fellow teacher. Um, So I was studying that. No, And I wasn't, again, not not focusing on, you know, being doing some kind of ministry blog or anything like that. But what I was doing was I was already doing the Metaphysical Bible Hangout. And oh. the Metaphysical Bible Hangout is a free Thursday night metaphysical Bible study. And where it came from was just this need to teach. That's it in a nutshell. On Sundays, I would teach my Bible students, and Bible is, is one of my specialties. I would teach my Bible students and I would have so much content that I literally couldn't fit it into the Sunday class that we had before church. And so I just, on my own decided to just start doing something online. And I had learned about, this is so random. I'd <laughs> learned about this girl named Daria Musk, who was like an artist. I haven't even found anything on her since, but she was using Google Hangouts to promote her music. Yeah, And so I was like, Oh, what if I just did a Bible study? And so that's kind of how it started. And so I was actually doing the Bible study from like September, 2013, oh. uh, before <clears throat> building that community of people, not even realizing what I was doing. I wasn't trying to build an email list or anything like that. And it was in May that I guess I had a light bulb moment that said, hello, you're already, <laughs> you know, working in this direction. And so I said, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to launch my personal site and learn from the from that, and then go on to launch other sites as well.
0: Okay. So you started the the Hangouts. Now, was the Hangouts uh, were the Hangouts basically for your members of the church, or was it you know more more so the people that you met online? Who 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 were the, the attendees?
1: The original attendees were my students in my class at church. Okay. But it grew quickly from there.
0: Gotcha. And when you what what numbers are we looking at? Did we have like five people on these hangouts? Ten people? Fifty people? Sure. Um, I think we probably had three. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it was you know it was like the Wild Wild West. Yeah. You know, I was I was doing I just kept doing it because it felt good. That yeah. really was it.
0: Okay. So this wasn't I, I, the 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 point that I'm getting at is. You didn't necessarily have like a huge audience online before you started this started, you know, no. doing these live courses, right?
1: No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. And I, I, I still don't think I have a huge audience. I, I just think I have a better audience, but I don't have a huge audience.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually think that's very encouraging because there are a lot of people that are getting started, and they're like, "Man, I don't have a thousand people coming to my site, ten thousand people, fifty thousand people." Like some people, um, you know, maybe no, I just, maybe I just have. No,
1: okay, I should say, I'm, and forgive me for cutting you off. I should say that that I launched that course and and made the second course um, made a little bit less than that. Uh, Than the first course, and I still have, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, under a hundred people a day that are visiting the site.
0: Okay, great. Okay, this is exciting. Uh-huh. And we didn't. We actually. I don't think we mentioned the URL of your of your blog. Oh, And yes. we got to do that. It's at <laughs> RevSherry.com, dot com, right?
1: yes r e v is in victor s h e r r i dot com
0: definitely and anyone that's listening can check that um blog out and see what she's doing okay so you you started your blog and what was the blog at that point i mean was it just a place to put your hangout recordings uh what exactly was it
1: it the intent was that it was a place for people who were interested in changing their lives to come and learn how to change their lives. Okay. That was the original intent. It was that it was focused on women who knew that there was more in them, Mm -hmm. but didn't necessarily have the spiritual and wanted a spiritual approach to getting out the more that is in them.
0: Gotcha. And, and by that, what are you creating? what kind of content are you creating? Are you writing articles? are you putting videos? are you doing a podcast what what exactly what you're doing what are you doing
1: sure um very consistently, I publish once a week a blog post, probably about a thousand words, okay. although they've been getting meatier. but <laughs> and, and, and I'm trying to like cut it down uh meaning because I, I recognize that people have you know um limited attention you know time to give their attention um but I do a weekly blog post i do um Intermittent—it's not on any particular schedule. Uh, interviews with thought leaders in the spiritual community that I'm in, and uh, and then I do the weekly uh, Bible hangout.
0: Okay, sweet. So we have this blog. This blog is going. We're adding a, an article a week. We're doing the the hangout a week. Wait, yeah. So weekly hangout and sometimes doing interviews and those types of things. Right, and then I've
1: been very fortunate because uh, I, many people who are well beyond where I am in my spiritual community that are just you know well
0: more versed
1: in things that I think that I'm pretty good at um, like what I'm doing, and they'll come on my Bible hangout as a special guest.
0: Oh, very cool! So, net, uh, leveraging those offline net um, relationships, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, so. At what point do we think, you know what? Okay, so yes, I'm, a, I'm um, an assistant minister. I'm starting this blog. At what point do we think, man, i got to make some money from this, <laughs> and i got to do something? What, what, was that something you were thinking about from the beginning, or did that come later on?
1: That, that, when I launched RevSherry.com, that was the idea. Okay. But this was that I would offer a combination of free and paid classes for people to take.
0: Got it. Okay, so we decided we're going to go in this direction. We're going to start these courses. I want to talk a little bit then about how you built the courses. I want to talk about how you built the courses, how you marketed the courses, and you know maybe even what you plan on doing different as you move, move forward. So let's talk first about that first part. How did you build these courses? The courses...
1: I really borrowed the model that we use at my church, which is that we usually build a course around a particular text. Okay. So uh, Jumpstart was built around the text of my mentor, teacher, and then senior minister, uh, Reverend Dr. Della Reeslet. She wrote a book called called Metaphysically Speaking. Uh, And the book goes through, it has like 21 lessons, and they're really uh, sermons that she took and, and compiled into a book, but they are really uh, uh, powerful lessons. And so I built the class around her text, meaning that I knew the things that needed to be covered to unlock, you know, just to be clear on like your life purpose, understanding your values, um, figuring out what things you were doing that were outside of your values. Um, you know, kind of dealing with those internal fears of, you know, what is my life for? What if I've wasted all this time? Um, Many people in my audience are boomers or they're Gen
0: Xers. Okay.
1: So we were looking at, you know, people who were trying to do a second start, you know, and felt that they really, that that they should have been more successful in life than, than they have been. So I took all of that and then started looking at the chapters in her book that aligned with what i was teaching okay so go ahead
0: yeah i I gotta ask why i mean and even in your niche right yeah there are so many different topics that you can cover in a course um what make what made you what was the decision making process like in terms of deciding this is the one that i'm going to start off with because i think a lot of people struggle with that you know what do i create first sure what made you decide to go in that direction
1: um, I wish I could tell you it was market research and I did this in-depth <laughs> survey <laughs> um, and that, um, and I knew exactly what my uh-huh. audience wanted. That was so not the case. Okay, so- I literally, I needed to figure out my life purpose <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I created a course around it and not so much that I didn't know my purpose, but I knew how much finding my purpose was helpful to me. Now, since that time, I've changed how I do that. Okay. Um, Because one of the things that happened, actually in the second course, um, well, in the backup, there were things that came out in the first course in terms of what people were dealing with, that I then used to create the second course. Got it. So then the the second course was on working on your emotional core. And the idea behind the course was that, you know, part of the reason that we get tossed to and fro by the stuff that happens in life is that our emotional core is not strong. And so just as you would in a, say, an exercise regimen, you would work on your core because that helps you with balance. That helps you with, you know, just kind of processing life physically uh, if you have a strong physical core, then the same principle applies to your emotional core. Okay. And so, we,
0: okay. No, so and, so, so but let's, let's rewind because I, I really want to pull something out here. Um, sure. The first course, you didn't really have a lot of research. Uh, well, no. you didn't really have any research based on what you were telling no. me, right? No. It was just something that you were dealing with at the time. Um, yes. And something that, so would you say that you are your tar- your ideal target audience?
1: I am my target audience. You are yeah. your
0: target audience. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, so because you are your target audience, you know that if you're dealing with a certain issue or a certain struggle, there are going to be people in your target audience that's also dealing with that.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And, and then you went through that course, and that course went well, but you saw that there was something that the people that had gone through that course, were, that, that's something that they were missing, that emotional core content that you're talking about now.
1: Yes. So yes.
0: You, so you use that information now to go ahead and build another course.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I did.
0: Oh, and I love the,
1: it. And the next course that's coming, something I did that it was totally, I was just looking for a bonus, right? Uh-huh. Something I could do, uh, meaning something I could give to my commu- uh, the people who pay for the class. And so I offered to do a half hour of free uh, spiritual mentoring. and And what I found with each person that I talked to, one, to a one, all of them in some way were dealing with a money issue.
0: Oh.
1: And so that actually informed what my next course is going to be about, which is a course called Prosper. And it is a, a combination of strategy meets consciousness that, you know, what is, you know, how do you handle your money? But, you know, you, uh, I, I'm assuming that you know this because you have a, a spiritual base, um, you know, to your life. Which is that, you know, if you don't change who you are, you can put all the strategies in place that you want to, you'll still be that person that's $5 short. And so that course was on how to have the mindset to have money as well as what do you do with the money that you get.
0: So, so the, the, the one-on-one counseling or coaching that you were doing, um, was that a part of the first course or the second course? That was a
1: part of the second course.
0: Okay, so now we're going even a little deeper because we're we're speaking to people that, well, not just random people, people that actually paid money for a course, and you're getting more insight from them, and based on that insight, you make decisions about what the next course is going to be.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about the format of the course. Okay, so yes, we're going through this content from the the book. I mean, now does it involve, you know, webinars? Is it teleseminars? Is it um, pre-recorded lectures? What exactly is the format?
1: Sure. Um, It is teleseminars. I use uh, good old free conference call, hd.com. Okay, And which allows me, I mean, I would record in two places. So you can, with that uh, platform, you can record. And then also you can, and I use Camtasia. And so I would record Camtasia, my voice uh, via Camtasia. So I'd have two, you know, two clean recordings that I would then, uh, you know, post. So people who, because there were people who over time, you know, couldn't make the course date. And so I would have the courses posted on a private page in my website.
0: Okay, so freeconferencecallhd.com. I assume that you don't you're not paying anything for that.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good, no. good. So well, it's a it's a toll call for anyone dialing in. So, but you know, most people are calling in on cell phones. Got it. So they're not necess- They're not incurring a toll charge the way you would if you were calling from a home line.
0: Gotcha. So they they call that number and you start the call and you record your voice. In two places on free conference call HD, and also locally on your on your computer using um, Camtasia. Yes. Okay, and then you get an audio file, and what what are you doing with that audio file?
1: Well, the audio file then is po- is uploaded to SoundCloud, which is my um, audio hosting. Uh, uh, Provider uh-huh. and so I would I would post it there privately you know so just so I had it someplace and then I would link it uh, onto a page on my website but it oh. would be a private page a password protected page that only the course participants uh, had the password to use
0: so, to so SoundCloud allows you to post privately.
1: Um yeah. Oh, I did Yeah, even you can do that. it. You can do it like unlisted. I haven't done it in a while cuz I haven't yeah. done it of course, but it's like unlisted or something but yeah, you can do it where nobody can find it.
0: Okay, so you you post it to SoundCloud, you you don't have it listed publicly and then you grab the embed code and you add it onto a page in your blog yes and what are you using to protect that page is it just a password that you're putting on that okay so very simple we put a password on that page that's something you can do in wordpress when you add a page you can just give it a password yes okay and then how are you okay so when you post it on the page is it just the recording is are there resources that go along with it how are you structuring it that way
1: Sure, it would be whatever was use whatever was there for the class so if i had um you know if I had found like videos that I wanted to share with them or things like that, i would you know those would be on the page so it would it would basically be a page dedicated to say jumpstart, which was the name of the first course and it would be the jump start page on my website private password protected and it would have all of the things, all of the recordings from the class, all of the PDFs. If anybody wanted to, to download the PDF again, um, it, it, there were videos. You know, over time you find things that, are, that help you um, explain your lesson. And so I would include those things on, um, you know, on the page as well.
0: Okay, so this is really simple. This is just one page that you're yeah. selling access to. I mean, of course, they get access to the live calls. But um, right. after the fact, it's just one page with all of this content. Yes. Okay, I love the simplicity. How are we selling it? Like, what technology are we using uh, to sell it?
1: Oh, I wish I could tell you I was so sophisticated. <laughs> PayPal.
0: <laughs> no, I'm so glad you can't tell me that you are so sophisticated because, it's you know, something. People-
1: I mean, I, w- I want to be fan. Like, you know, I see like Infusionsoft and Entreport. I can't pay that kind of money. I'm not going to pay that kind of money. Um, you know, maybe in the future, but right now, PayPal and WooCommerce. And actually, in the beginning, it was oh, just okay. PayPal.
0: Okay, great. So WooCommerce, um just in case anyone is listening that's not familiar with it, it's a shopping cart plugin. It was actually recently acquired by Automatic, which is the company behind WordPress.com. Um, and, um, it allows you to, you know, add things in your shopping cart and make purchases. You could link it to PayPal. You can link it to, um, many payment processors. So that's what you chose to do. And when they purchased it, um, what did they get? Did they, do they go onto an email list? Do they get a, a PDF that has the instructions? How exactly sure. did you set that up?
1: So they get, um, so all of this was like manual when I first started, which is was was a nightmare because it was so hard to, like, keep track of it. So the second course, I was much better, and things were automated. But in the beginning, it was, you know, I would get the – I would get, like, a notification for PayPal. Hey, somebody signed up for your course, or, you know, paper for a course. And, and then I would immediately swing into action and, like, send an email, put them on the email list for the course, which would then – I had an autoresponder set up that, that you know, sent a welcome email. But it was really manual because – I, when they signed up, they, it, they weren't automatically added to the list. Like that was one of the frustrating things about working with uh-huh. PayPal and, or just the way that I had things set up at that point. Got it. Um, the second course I got better and my, the person that I found, I used, um, it's called Upwork now, but it used to be called Odesk. And I found a designer who for like, you know, a hundred bucks, uh, I me mean, did a lot of other stuff. But in, within that, like you know, hundred bucks, he basically automated the process so that when somebody signed up for the course, they were automatically added to the right email list in GetResponse, which is my um, email marketing service.
0: Okay, so uh, so this is beautiful, right? So. <laughs> The first time, just, we just got to get this course out there, right? It was, it
1: was. I'm telling you, it was like bootstrapping it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, but I, I like the simplicity of it. So They sign up. The only part I don't like is the lack of automation. But they sign up, and you you get a notification. You hustle. You say, okay, I got to put this person on this email list. You put them on the email list, and they get the autoresponder message with the first um. With the first, with the link and the password, um, with whatever information they need in order to access it. The second time, he said, "Okay, this is a little crazy. I don't. I want some more automation." You paid for someone a hundred dollars or whatever the case might be to set it up so that all of that happened automatically.
1: Yes, what he ended up doing for me for that hundred dollars was was it was that automation, but it was also creating the sales pages, in like creating a different format to the sales page for me in, um, my WordPress press blog. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very good copycat, meaning I look at who's doing what I like to do. Uh-huh. And so I'm just, it's, I'm, I have to tell the truth cause I deal in truth. Um, so I saw something that Brendan Burchard was doing and uh-huh. I just like the way the page looked, uh-huh. And so I sent my guy that I was like, you see how that page looks right there. Could you make mine look like that? And so he gave me that same format. And so, you know, a lot a lot of my website is, you know, stuff that I've seen like, oh, Leslie has, you know, this. Okay, let me can you go do this for me? So
0: <laughs> you know, we learn from we learn from seeing what other people are doing. I mean, of course, we learn from taking action, but yes. a lot of the action that we take is influenced by what we see other people that are maybe a little further along and they're doing something and we're like, Hey, that makes a lot of sense. I should yeah. try it. Yes. So that's perfect. I I love it. Okay. So, you know, we, we we launched our first course, we got some data back, we launched our second course, we got some more data back, and we're working on a third course and all that kind of stuff. Um yes. what do you see as maybe some of the the places where you can improve? What are some of the shortcomings of the system that you've built or things that you want to do better next time?
1: Sure. I have thought uh, extensively about this. So the, the biggest thing was, is to build a sales funnel for my courses once they were complete. I Meaning they're on my site. You can go and sign up for the course now, but there's not a sales funnel driving people to that course. So it depends, it, it relies on someone of their own volition you know, navigating their way to the site to, um, to buy the course. And, you know, that's happened a few times, but not enough where I'm in my opinion, making money in my sleep.
0: And, I, I love you always say that. I want to make money in my sleep. You always say that in coaching calls.
1: <laughs> I do, you know, I, I, well, I'll, I'll digress just a little bit because I've been an entrepreneur for a while. Um, it is, you know, it's, it's one of the ways, primary ways that I think about myself and it's one of the things I had to come to terms with at the point of deciding to become a minister. It's like I didn't, this was such a, this is such a huge part of who I am. It's not a door that I close, but it is a, it is a, a room that I reassemble and readjust. And, um, and so being an entrepreneur for me means freedom. It means having control over my time. Um, I just, in my own personal life, took on the responsibility of raising my nephew, who is 19 months Um, so instant mommy. And so I want to be available to one, you know, do the things that he needs me to do in order to get him back on track emotionally, Uh physically. Um, But two, my church, my church is a small church and they aren't able to, um, to pay me a a full salary. So the being an entrepreneur for me, gives me the time freedom to be full time for my church and that, and then full time for my baby as well. So those were two really important driving factors, and and it's why you know I I wanted why I I'm went in this direction anyway as opposed to doing what other ministers do, which is to get a university teaching job or you know another job job.
0: Got it. So what 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 are your plans in terms of this funnel? Um, I know we've been talking about that a lot. So what are you what are you trying to do? Um, what are the steps that you're taking in order to build out this funnel?
1: Sure. So the first funnel I'm working on is a funnel for the spiritual mentoring. Um, I do, I'm not a life coach. I don't consider myself a life coach, but I do do what I call spiritual mentoring, which it, it may feel like semantics. It's different to me because it is very much acknowledging the spiritual approach to life. um, and, and so I work with people in, in, a, in a unit of six weeks uh, on a particular thing that they're dealing with. So the sales funnel that I'm building is focused on spiritual mentoring, specifically for entrepreneurs. And specifically, because this is what my audience is dealing with, because I have a, a number of people in my community that are entrepreneurs, um, with getting more clients and so the the spiritual mentoring that i'm offering is a 6 week package to teach my community uh how to get more clients for their businesses uh using spiritual principles
0: okay so i let, let's talk a little bit about something that you said just now because this is something that you've brought up a number of times on our coaching calls, um, yes. this idea of, and I, I think this is the last thing I want to talk about because um, it's such a powerful concept. Um, this idea of really narrowing down on what your niche is. Yes, This is not something that you did in the beginning, um, but this no. is something that's kind I of, thought you, I did. you thought, I thought you I did. did. So t- tell us a little bit about that process. Where, what was your niche before and what, changes did you make to what it is now?
1: Sure. So my niche before was just kind of the general spiritual audience. And I was very reluctant to say men or women uh, because I felt like what I was teaching really is for everyone. Uh And I still feel that way. But what I have learned is that unless you say who it is for, You, you, your, your net is just too wide and I can't produce the level of content needed to reach that wide enough audience. Mm. And, but what I can do is I can talk to women, probably Gen X women who are on their maybe second or third business, or maybe they've been in business for a while, but not yet broken through to that next level. And they are still feeling stressed about money they uh, you know don't necessarily know what to do to graduate their business to the next level and they have they're spiritually oriented they understand that a finan- that that businesses are not just a financial endeavor but they're also a spiritual endeavor
0: and you're helping them specifically to to get more leads is that what you were saying
1: well that's just the one problem there they are tons of problems that that i've identified gotcha. but but the, the from the sur- uh, so one of the things i learned to do was to do a survey i don't know why i was afraid to talk to my audience i talked to people all day but it was <laughs> like i was scared to talk to them and say what's your problem <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I can't yeah I, maybe i thought that they wouldn't respond yeah or, no i maybe that was it but what I found was that the the majority of the responses came back, that people were struggling, you know, financially with their businesses and the thing that they felt would create a solution would be to get more customers. That if I had more customers, then I would have more money and I wouldn't have the problems and the stress that I have right now. So what I have done is narrow down what I'm offering. So, you know, even when we talked last week on the coaching call, um, it was just helping entrepreneurs with a spiritual approach to business. But what I found was that it, it, you got to serve, you got to solve a real world problem. And the real world problem that my people are having, and this is really challenging to me because I'm on, you know, I have a customer base, but I'm, I'm looking to expand that customer base. Um, is that the the real world problem that I have to solve and, and using my techniques spiritual techniques is how do I use what I know spiritually to create increase in my business in the form of more leads.
0: Got it. All right. So, someone is listening to this right now and they, you know, maybe they don't have a, a, a huge audience. They, they've been blogging maybe for a few months or maybe even longer than that. Or maybe they're just getting started. Um, what, what encouragement would you give to them to keep moving on? Or, you know what, I'm not even going to tell you to do anything. What encouragement would you give to them?
1: Sure. I would say keep holding yourself accountable, and really look at your results and tell the truth about your results. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we can sugarcoat what's happening, and but it's, you got to look at the bottom line. Am I earning the money that I need? Am I my my definition? Am I making money in my sleep? Am I? You know, am I, am I spending more money? Because once I did kind of a look at like what I had done last year and money that i had made from the courses, I found that I spent almost as much as I made in the course. Mm -hmm. And so from a business standpoint, that's not smart. That's not, that's not going to get me to where I want to be. So it is, it's just beginning to have a keen eye for everything that I'm doing. And, and then when I don't know how to do something, ask for help.
0: Got it. Um, and, of course, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go?
1: Um, they can go to RevSherry.com. They can also go to Facebook.com backslash RevSherryJames.
0: Awesome. RevSherry.com or Facebook.com slash RevSherryJames. Thank you so much, Sherry, for, for coming on here and providing this value. I really thank
1: you, Leslie. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. I really do appreciate it. Man, I hope you guys got a ton of value from that. Thank you so much um, for listening in and. I, I want to hear your feedback. You know, was this was this something exciting for you? Are, are you thinking now, hey, I can actually start uh launch a product? It's not as difficult as I thought it would be and, and all that kind of stuff. I can start basic and then kind of get some data from there and, and so on. Let me know. Becomeablogger.com slash 224. This is episode 224. And if you missed anything, of course, all of the information will be there. Uh, If you are not subscribed to this podcast, I want to encourage you to do just that. You can do that at becomeablogger.com slash podcast. And if you're trying to start a blog, you're trying to get started so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs, into successful online businesses, how others have done the same and how you can do the same. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. 888 eight, 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 eight,